Hey guys, you're joining me, Kathy White, for the latest episode of Geek Girl Meets from Geek Girl Meetup UK. And I'm delighted today to be joined by Anna Leach, web developer for Zopa, uh, who we've literally just been discussing offline before hitting record. Uh, I used to pitch to back when she was a journalist. So I'm already giving you spoilers. This is going to be an interesting interview because, Anna, you've obviously had like a shift in career path going from journalism into web development. But before we get to that point, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. And the first question is, as always, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh my gosh. Well, I've had like five minutes to think about this. And uh, there there are kind of two answers. One is a mountaineer, which I like climbing. Second, I think I wanted to be a missionary, which sounds really like freaking religious. I wasn't even religious, but I think I just had this desire to like set out and like change things, and that's what I thought I did. I may have also come up with that to annoy my dad, who wanted me to be a banker and <laughs> keep him in a like nice fancy retirement home when he when he got older. But um, yeah, I think it was yeah some vague hazy combination of the two. I like that. So Mm. both of which are quite challenging. (laughs) Yes. uh, Going against the norm. Yes, I guess that's not normal. Yeah. No, but that's that's cool. That's cool. So so like I've already said, like with giving spoilers, you obviously Mm. went from that initially into journalism and then progressed into development. So I, I guess just to kind of start, why don't you tell me what the career path was that took you from little Anna into into journalism and all of those various things. And then we can really hit on why the why the shift, so why the little switch into tech. Mm, absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess my journalism path was in some ways kind of classic. So I did English literature at university and um, did some student journalism, did a master's in journalism at Goldsmiths. And then, then I started working at the tech blog you just mentioned, um, Shiny Shiny, I always knew from whenever I started, you know, doing journalism, I was like, oh, hey, there's this thing called the internet. Like, it's a lot more exciting to do stuff there than it is to do stuff on paper. So even from, um, I guess, the very start of my journalism career, I was thinking about the web, but like, oh, cool. So I've always done online journalism. But yeah, and I slightly fell into tech journalism by chance because... I was just like, I think it was as basic as me thinking Facebook was cool that got me vaguely interested in tech companies and like websites and what they can do and then the people behind them. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm interested in writing about tech. So then that just was enough to land me a job at Shiny Shiny, yeah. which is a very small kind of, almost kind of basement, you know, business kind of uh blog so I mean it was run out of like a tiny little office in Gooch Street and it was quite you know a small operation quite sweet and fun and it was a tech blog for women and was part of a kind of portfolio of other blogs including yeah sorry just a range of different different ones um yeah so that took me to there yeah um yeah and then I got into more into tech journalism often when you start off somewhere then you just keep keep going so um uh, my next job was at the register which um, is, uh, I'd call it like a sort of crunchy website. It's quite like, they call themselves like a tech tabloid. So they do a lot more like nitty gritty of like technical stories. And uh, I don't think I'll surprise anyone by saying the readers are largely grumpy old men. Yeah. There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. And some, you know, they do some quite fun stories and some quite good journalism. 
So, uh, yeah, so I had a nice, you know, kind of interesting two years there. I, like, I didn't know much stuff when I got there. Shiny Shiny was really funny. It was about, like, gadgets and phones. And, well, by the time I got to the register, I was like, oh, my God, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So it's lots of things I didn't really know. Yeah. And um, so after that, um, I had a few months at the Wall Street Journal, like a kind of tech blog that they ran, which was also quite fun. It's very focused on the startup scene. So I've got, yeah, like several interesting stories around like startups and Europe there, which was quite interesting. Um, then from there, I hopped into more just mainstream news. So the Channel 4 News for a while, again, just online journalism for them. And then after that, <laughs> final journalism job was uh, a website that the Mirror ran, which um, was part of their attempt to like do a lot more like digitally native kind of news. Yeah. Um, so they had one site called Us Versus Them, which did a lot of games and quizzes. And then we were, I was the editor of a site called Amped, which was kind of a more serious one. So we did like data journalism, like in a fun way. So we did kind of interactive widgets around like, you know, instead of just writing a story about knife crime, we'd do it about knife crime on your way home. Well, that's a very <laughs> grim example, but <laughs> yeah, it's about kind of making stories more interactive and like relevant and personalised a bit. So that was pretty difficult but it was quite a very very interesting experience yeah but that's so nice because even just from looking at your career from a journalist you started at something that shiny shiny was quite consumer tech for women right that's it yeah register (laughs) is more deep tech serious that's my register voice when I think about the readers sorry um yeah grumpy old Ben and then wall street journal which you know I'm assuming you may have worked with Ben Rooney at the time if he was if he was briefly yes yeah so which was great because you got got this amazing overview of what was happening in the startup space and then moved into channel four in the mirror so you've touched on a lot of different (laughs) parts of tech from the journalist standpoint, which is really, really cool. So what was it that led you to do the career switch? Was it... I'm well, going to let you tell me. I'm going to guess. No worries. Of course, um, I guess there's a bit of push and pull. And I suppose what's probably more interesting for people in tech is the kind of push to tech. The pull to tech. I'll just briefly say, journalism is... I'm sure you're probably aware if you've worked in the kind of pristine areas. Like, there's such a big change in, like advertising online advertising and the direction online content's going so I was a bit like you know curious at looking outside journalism for another career but I mean I'd just been so interested in tech for quite a long time that I was like hey you know that you know it's definitely an interesting area there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in it a lot of people doing very interesting things from like non-profits to like social networks to finance to retail like just so everything so many interesting things happening in that sector. And then I guess I was just a bit like, well, how hard can it be? I've read a few articles which say you can just learn it, so I'll just start like tinkering around and um, learning it a bit. And the other thing was um, when I was in Amped at the website, The Mirror, um, we had a JavaScript developer there who just had a sweet life. He just, like, we'd all be slaving away over our laptops and he just come in for a few days and make a quick widget and everyone would go crazy over it and love it and it was like really exciting and um so I was just kind of quite entranced by the like how powerful that stuff can be on the web like 
instead of just always writing 400 words, putting a picture at the top, you know, just the very different things you can do with people's attention once you have it on the internet and like, yeah, there's a game or even just a moving graphic or just something, just there's so much you can do, but it felt silly just be writing words when you can like do so much more with websites. Yeah. <laughs> so that was what, that was like the dream I was pursuing. I was like, cool, I'm going to do like really, you know, exciting, different stuff. <laughs> What was the first step then? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite as... Yeah, it was taking a little bit longer than I originally planned. But, um, well, so the first step was Code Academy. Love it, free, simple, very easy to use, very good first step. Um, and they really just take you from nowhere to somewhere. Um, so yeah, did HTML and did CSS. And then I did JavaScript on Code Academy. Um, probably also a bit reading around those. Because it also, it's a bit hard to get your head around like how they fit together. Um, so I did some reading around that and did those three. And then I did a few very silly little things in JavaScript. Just a very messy little thing which moved when you clicked it. Um, and then... Um, yeah, and then I did a course at City University. They do an evening course. Um, so it's just like 10 weeks and one evening week, um, which is quite good because it means you don't need to like to leave your job. It's, you know, in the region of three or four hundred pounds. I'm not sure exactly, but, you know, it's uh, not a, a place that I make it. So it's a big decision. It yeah. might be the right decision for yeah. people, but it is a, lot, a bigger decision. Um, so, yeah, they had actually one... JavaScript 1, JavaScript 2. So I did those two courses. And then, um, yeah, I just read a few books, basically, on top of that. And then, <laughs> um, I guess, getting a job was the next step. So AMPS was closed by the Mirror in just after the general election 2015. So, yeah, May, middle May 2015. Um, part of the... Uh, Sort of crisis of journalism I was talking about, or you know, part of the pressures on yeah. journalism. Um, so yeah, I was just like, hey, you know what? Let's make this JavaScript stuff work out. So I was like, okay, how do I get a job in in um, in this area? So um, I, was, I went to Silicon Milk Roundabout, where I got to into Sharon, who we. Talked about before. Yes, so Sharon was on the podcast a couple of months ago. Yes. Yeah. Great, great lady. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it feels very lucky, but it was a combination of, I suppose, the fact of vaguely knowing someone who she then worked at Zopa. And also, I went in, I didn't go in as a web developer to Zopa. I went in kind of as UX copy with with the understanding that I'd do a bit of like tinkering around with web development on sites. So that is one tip I would actually give to people is um, if you're like, you know, switching as a kind of second career, you know, you don't have to go straight into web development. If you go into like, especially a small company, you can often like wiggle around a bit. Yes. That's what I did. So, you know, I've been writing journalism for eight years, so I need to write copy. So it's like, hey, I'll do whatever copy you want. You know, a bit of UX, which is vaguely linked to copy. And, um, but yeah, just let me update the copy on the website myself. So yeah, that's how I started there. And uh, yeah, and then 
just because I wanted to move more into web development. They're like, okay, you've updated the text on the homepage several times now. Like, you know, we'll let you change the styles a bit here. We'll let you add a new page here. We'll let you do some Ruby here, basically. So then I just had to kind of had a set of things I had to learn in order to do more on the site. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll learn those. Yeah. Mm. And do you, do you yeah. enjoy it as much as you, you thought you did when you were starting, right? Because, it, I mean, yeah. it's the big thing. You, you think about having mm. a career change, but it's always a little bit of a risk. Yeah. Because you don't know quite at the beginning whether it's going to sit well with you or not. So are you, yeah. are you loving it? <laughs> so I think where my job has taken me now, I'm doing more of the, I guess you call it the back end of web development. So Ruby. Um, so it could be Ruby, PHP, Python languages like that, Node.js, which are about languages which sit on the server, so call it server-side language, and um, just sends content back and forth to the front end. And when I initially thought of web development, I just thought of what you could see, which is the front end, which is the HTML, CSS, and the JavaScript. It's moving it all around. Um, so I'm doing a lot less of the like crazy things shooting all around the page and things turning green when you click them which was initially what attracted me to web development. And surprisingly enough, like financial institutions don't want like crazy things wicking around. <laughs> things dancing all over the screen. <laughs> exactly. So there's not that much of that in my current job. But I have realised that this working more on the back end, or you know, the back and the front end, is actually quite interesting because it's more like, sometimes it's more like a bit more powerful. So you can, you know, if you're defining what a member is in the back end, then you that affects how the business considers it and it kind of shapes how that thing can get treated and so this is not it's probably not coming across very clearly but I just say it is very interesting having those kind of more architectural and structural decisions yeah on the back end which yeah. mean you shape what the business can do and you shape what people can do on your website and you know they can't create something if it doesn't exist already you haven't thought of it um so basically that's quite that's quite intellectually stimulating and very interesting, I think. Um, so yeah, that's an aspect I almost hadn't really considered when I got into web development. Yeah. It has proved to be pretty interesting. But the same skills of um, just problem solving, structuring how to do a project, a big project, are completely relevant. And I think those can come from any, almost any background, anywhere where you've had to deal with a lot, a lot of different requirements and yeah, just that. Yeah, there's a lot of transferable skills. I think that I've yeah. had enough um, from general work life. So, for someone who might mm. be looking at making the change, right? It's hard yeah. to with making the change. <laughs> Deciding to learn how to code. Let's phrase it a little bit better. Mm. So you obviously started by playing around with Code Academy, and there's I know there's so there's so many different things now that you can go and do. So you you mentioned earlier there's Makers Academy, so they have like a I think it's like a twelve week intense course, isn't mm. it? It's like proper hardcore. You're in right. You're you're dedicated to learn your life. Yeah, you're hardcore. General Assembly has something very similar, but then they've also got little courses or night courses, and they have loads and loads and loads of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Going, looking back, you went through Code Academy and then you did the, the city course, but do you think there was you know, anything else out there that you feel, looking back retrospectively, you should have explored doing? Or I'm just kind of curious to see if you've heard of anything else that might be useful for people to consider. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, 
yeah, one thing that's very hard to get your head around in the early stages, or for me at least it was, is that you can read a book, you can see a tutorial, and you can be like, okay, this does this, this does this, I'll do that, I'll do that, oh, this works. But it's very hard to like almost conceptually understand how things fit together. So you're like, why? Why does that happen? <laughs> so, and then you constantly almost make things harder for yourself because you you were having to figure out each individual time, like, why is that working that way? Whereas actually, if you know the more the bigger concept, you're like, oh, this is this thing again. It always does this. It's easier for you to recognize patterns. So just trying to get that understanding of bigger picture and how things fit together is really good idea. But it is quite hard to get from the internet, I find. So that's why actually having someone to sit and talk to you about it, someone who knows it. And for me, that was part of this teacher at City University. So that is one of the bigger matches to find the teachers and be like, why, why this, why, why? But I think there's also a lot of other good um, things I've heard of, like, um, is it Coda Dojo? Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of free meetups where you can go with just, I guess, quite basic questions and people can just talk you through stuff. And even if one person just talks to you for a half an hour and explains one thing, that could be really valuable and taking you to the next, helping you to get over that roadblock. Um, I love meetup groups. I really am a, a member of like 15 of them. I only go to like, <laughs> uh, you know, two or three. But, you know, there's women who have been on profits, which I really like. Women code, ladies who code, girls in tech. There's a whole wonderful range. And I also found they have run a few beginner classes. And I also found those to be very helpful and again there's that person there who can explain the kind of conceptual thing problems yeah yeah um yeah does that answer so what so like what would help people look into no, I th yeah yeah I think you've, you've kind of covered like you know that the, there is such a huge mm. amount of stuff out there now that is there to help people get into coding there is a lot yeah, yeah. Mm. and we had um a couple of weeks back on the podcast we had um Amali from mm. Code First Girls Cool. Yeah, which they're is amazing. Yeah, 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 they're doing great, great mm -hmm. stuff. So there's lots and lots and lots available out there. Tell me what it's like to work for a big fintech startup because Zopa's been going for quite a while now and it's doing very well. Mm. So what's a what's it what's that like? I guess so you, you know switch it between what it's like from being part of the web development team and working internally, and also I guess pulling on kind of your journalist background as well. We've seen you know the huge rise of fintech and uh, mm. London as a leading spot for it yeah well big yeah one of the very good things is that it's a very successful sector and it's a lot of hiring so it does a pretty good positive morale around it and there's quite a lot of interesting things happening it's nice because just from a personal perspective like they are trying to see alternative finance so i wouldn't it's almost like accidental i've ended up in finance but given i have it's very nice to be in a place which is you know, very centred on treating customers quite well and wins a lot of awards for customer service. And, um, it, you know, it's about trying to make loans cheaper for people who need them and to give better return on investment for people who want to invest money. So I do, like, you know, I'm, I'm behind what it's trying to, the reform it's trying to make in finance, which I think is, will be a very, is a big one. And, you know, will increasingly, like, really change how finance works. Um, so that's nice from a kind of personal perspective. 
Um, yes. Um, as a developer, um, well, what I was saying earlier about like not being able to change the homepage screen and make things jump around, like that is one of for me one of the shows is that we are, obviously have to play it quite straight. <laughs> People really don't want to come to a financial site and see like a joke. So you have to be quite yeah very safe yes yeah um, go with what people know from working <laughs> looking at well I guess you can still always compare yourself to a bank right that's gone digital and yes. see if you can have a little bit more fun than an usual bank yes I think that's right yes I think we're slightly edging towards that yeah but what that tends to mean is um <clears throat> when you talk about like a less fun website to me that means like less javascript <laughs> so less interaction and moving around and stuff so it's a bit it's more um for those who are interested uh just plain html css and then it's all served up by ruby um with basically just a, a, t a few small bits of javascript for particular widgets to make a slider move or something so it's quite like pared down almost quite old school in that way as a tech stack um, I think we're moving towards a slightly more like JavaScript-focused one, and there's lots of great JavaScript frameworks out there which do quite, which are you know more reliable and you know can be used now for that kind of purpose. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's how it seems from a, a developer point of view. The other part is that we have the Ruby that I do is almost considered as like the kind of soft side of the tech stack because we've got lots of financial like matching algorithms and like places where lenders are matched with lenders in the, like a very deep back end which lots of c-sharp developers so it's kind of funny having ruby as like a yeah yeah so it's kind of funny having this like deep back end as well which is lots of people who are like really expert in c-sharp and .net and stuff so it's yeah it's, it's a little bit unusual i guess in some respects but yeah it's um it's it's good it's interesting yeah interesting to work in yeah the other thing about finance is it's quite high standards so you do learn quite good practice so that's a good that's not a good thing I think. so what do you think the ambition is mm. now so you, you've gone into web development and you're at zopa and obviously i'm not going to tell them that you might leave at Zopa. <laughs> but you know what ideally do you see yourself doing in mm. five years time maybe if you've gone down this career path now mm. Well, I think oh, I still quite like the idea of doing weird little games in JavaScript, which is that more kind of interactive stuff that initially, whenever I was a journalist, I was like, oh, this story would be much better told with, you know, two widgets and uh, some kind of personalised results. So, I don't know, but I'm just very curious about how that area will develop, because people are still really using, you know, pictures and blocks of text yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I know do you yeah. do you see yourself combining the two careers again at some point I uh, yes initially I definitely did I'm not exactly sure where what kind of company that would be in now but start your own start yeah <laughs> just yeah I'll come back here um yeah so I think that definitely that would be quite appealing because in some ways that's some ways a good ideal of a second career is like you can slowly bring your first career skills back into it and then like merge the two into a weird fusion third career 
But um, I like that fusion <laughs> third career. What can yeah. I put like combine together? Yeah, in 20, 20, 30, I'll be on my fifth career. Who knows? But no, I think go that way. It, it could go, go that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I yeah, I still think that would be quite interesting. Though again, I'm not exactly sure where that would fit in these days. I I, I personally, I think it could go that way. If you like, from pulling back on on the the conversation mm. earlier, looking at the way journalism's going, the effects of advertising. Mm. Loads of people becoming their own content curators and creators. Mm. I think there's something in that. I think that could be a thing. It's a very interesting area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just discover other databases and just come out. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the tech, I would, I, I'm glad you are asking me about like tips on getting into tech and stuff because I will stop people in bars and like just chat to them and then after five minutes I'll be persuading them to like, learn like coding and sending them links about code academy courses because I think it's so it's such so many opportunities especially for women not many women there and it's just as a career path it just opens up so much security mm-hmm. and just possibility and there's so many variants on of different sectors you can work in different websites different services like almost whatever you're interested in will have a web component. and who's making that website who's making that service like could be you yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch topic of conversation, just ask you a couple of other questions that I love asking on the podcast, because I think it's always really good to, to pass on more tips. What do you what do you read or listen to or watch? You know, like, I think everyone has a, a go-to place where they get nuggets of inspiration or stuff that they're interested in. So I'm just wondering what you, I guess kind of pulling back on kind of, you know, past journalist experience as well. What were you kind of obsessed with reading that wasn't written by you or, or from a publication that you were a part of at the time? Oh my gosh. Um, no, that is a good question. Well, it has changed quite dramatically since becoming a web developer because I've tried to like focus just as much of that spare energy I have that I have on learning more stuff. So <laughs> both Medium and Quora have got depressingly good at predicting what I will click on. I'm and nodding enthusiastically <laughs> now, yes. Initially I was like, oh, these guys, so they'll never figure me out. But now I'm like, okay, all of the top five stories are usually some stuff, I, some like opinionated piece about JavaScript that I will want to click on. Um, and even, a lot of it's not even that technical, a lot of it's just like, oh, you know, I'm a junior web developer, how do I progress to the next level? Or like, um, you know, is this a good thing to learn? So, you know, because there's a lot of different things you can learn, you know, which is the best kind of combination. Yeah, so sorry, Quora and Medium. And uh, also, I mean, I don't really read this for pleasure, but I end up reading it quite a lot, which is the Mozilla Developer Network help site for documentation. Yeah, yeah. For CSS and HTML and JavaScript. So it's not like a fun read, but... <laughs> it's a useful one. <laughs> it's very useful, exactly. Um, and, um, yeah, then I just usually find random blogs. I'd be like, Google something, and then there'll be someone's random blog about something, you know, how they fixed that problem in Ruby, or why they think Ruby's dead, or why they think such and such is the future, or, you know, so then there'll often be a lot of things come out of that. No, I usually just go to sleep because I'm that's like, so <laughs> too much. So I, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I guess that's 
Oh, sorry, podcast thing. I do. Um, it's all called The Web Ahead, which I really like. This, obviously, I'm very pleased to be on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, podcasts are also great because they're, they're such a good way to take in information more casually when you're like having to do, you know, when you're cooking dinner or whatever it is. Commuting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you can't, you don't want to be sitting looking at a screen. So, yeah, also, I pick it up on podcasts. What about um, role models? Has there been anyone that you think, even when you were younger or in the last couple of years, that you think, yeah, that's that's you know a great role model, great person of inspiration for what I'm trying to do? Or, oh, gosh, um, <laughs> well, actually, in, in tech, perhaps not so much. Maybe it's a bit of a cliche, but I think you do look for role models who are maybe the same gender as you. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, Women Who Hack for Non-Profits, which is a meetup group where women get together to um, create websites for charities, for example. There's some really amazing women in there who are actually very inspirational about tech. Uh, Venita, who's the leader of that. And yeah. there's a few other people who are just giving talks. So I've been like, oh, wow, you're really cool. Um, yeah, just an old boss at Channel 4 News. That's quite impressed by. She's just deputy editor was just very uh just very gung-ho really went for stuff and that was just you know quite good to see um yeah so probably not very specific so it's really interesting with the role model question because some people have one or two some people have loads or they'll just be someone who a little bit like me the way you're talking about them it's i met this one person they're awesome yeah. but then i also met these other five people and they are equally awesome and I can't, I can't, I can't tell you which one is, is the best one to go to. But yeah. it's, it's great that you bring up kind of women hack for, for non-profits, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a similar thing to Geek Girl, where it's all about just putting loads of women in front of other women mm. as, as sources of inspiration. Yes. You know what? I think, is there like 40 people on our tech team? Or maybe like 35? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I think maybe 40 developers and there's like two women, of which I'm one. So there's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't see it as much in the workplace as you like to. So, yeah. So if any women listening, come work for Zoka. Yeah, 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 there you go. Come and keep Anna company. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to wrap up. But Anna, before, yeah. before I end everything, um, would you mind telling people how they can get in touch with you or follow yeah. you on Twitter? Yes, Twitter is a very good place. Um, so it's Anna... A double N A J Leach L E A C H and um, yeah that, yeah please please get in touch if you're at all interested to yeah to hear any more. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think it'd be great for anyone who maybe is thinking about doing the coding thing. Reach out to Anna. I'm sure she will literally respond and go, "You should do it." And this is where you should start. You should do it. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much for coming and joining me for the podcast. And guys, just to wrap up, but as a reminder, um, tickets for Geek Girl Meetup Conference 2016 are still on sale. So if you want to come along and hear from 30 amazing women in tech talking about the way we're wired, do come and join us. You can head to the website geekgirlmeetup.co.uk to find out more and grab tickets. You can follow us at GGMUK on Twitter, Geek Girl Meetup UK on Facebook. I'm at Kathy White 10 And until next time, have a good week. <laughs>